Welcome to Crispy Coated Robot Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Van Halen's landmark album, 1984. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George again, back back another week to talk about albums. What are we talking about today, Jim? Oh, man, this is a great one. Uh, it is from 1984, and the album is named... 1984. You're correct. Released by Van Halen. Yeah, their sixth album. Their January sixth, sixth ni- studio album. And this this wasn't released on December 28th, 1984. This was released January 9th, 1984. So the whole year yep. got to enjoy 1984. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it actually broke their streak from when they started releasing albums that they had released an album every year. Oh, oh so, really? But they waited. They postponed releasing this in 1983 just a, a few weeks to get it to be 1984 for 1984. And this album is interesting because it was kind of a response. I know Eddie Van Halen was kind of uh, upset. He gave in to the demands of, of David Lee Roth and Ted Templeman on Diver Down. A lot of covers on that album. Uh, mm. So Eddie kind of, he, he took his retreat over to the keyboard. <laughs> and you, you have the greatest guitarist of all time, one of them. Playing keyboard. Playing keyboard. Yeah, but... In fairness, you know he was classically trained on the piano. Yeah, so, so he he didn't play teen, he didn't play guitar until much later. So, but still, I'm saying yeah, you. No, you're right. You're you right. being a keyboard guy, right? And it's 1984. Mm-hmm. You just bought a brand new brand new Van Halen album. You're excited about it, right? Okay. You are a keyboard at the time. You are yeah. you know established. You listened to this. What, what was your initial thought? Hated it. <laughs> I don't want to hear Eddie Van Halen play the keyboard. But he starts off the album, 1984, with, key, with, with, with a keyboard yeah. solo. Um, I, I will say, uh, and I, I really, that was my initial reaction was, no, Eddie, because I, I love uh, all of his previous work. Uh, I will say the keyboard in here has grown on me, and it is done well. But there was a bit of a shock. Uh, and, you know, I was a, a Van Halen fan. I actually saw them on the tour for this promoting this album oh wow and uh, i saw him in july at the at the summit in houston texas Mm -hmm. and uh and by april of the next year april 1st of the next year roth was out of the group david lee roth crazy isn't it yeah so i saw i got to see the original uh four members uh, in in their heyday let's put it that way because they at the peak of of all of that so they um this album did very well um honestly because I could play the song Jump, uh, I, I had a keyboard, uh, a Roland Juno 6, uh-huh. and, and that, which doesn't mean anything to anybody that's not keyboard, I just realized. <laughs> uh, but it could make these sounds. That this made, yeah. That, that this made, and also Journey's uh, Separate Ways. Yeah, I remember that's one thing impressed me about you as a musician when I first met you. <laughs> he can play separate ways. He can play jump. It sounds just like it. And it did. The keyboard, the the settings, I could I could say that got me a lot of business in bands. There was a time I was in six bands at one time, mainly because I could play, I could sound like these things, you know. <laughs> uh, but um again, I don't want to taint the listener's experience today. I have come around because uh, there is a there's a lot of fine guitar work on this album, and we'll talk about Panama and Hot yeah. for Teacher and Drop Dead Legs. So uh, I think it's a good balance in retrospect, but when it first came out, I'm like, I thought we were losing a, a great guitarist 
to to this stuff. Well, so. let me ask you quick, just going back to when you saw them live, how was that experience? Was that one of the best concerts you've seen? Was it with the band tight or were they loose or what was going it, on? It was a good concert, but I'll tell you, uh, to this day, uh, the experience that I had whenever I saw Eddie Van Halen, because there's a moment where he just plays by himself. Mm-hmm. The, the other members leave the stage and go visit groupies or something, I guess. <laughs> uh, but he played for him just by himself for maybe 10 minutes, maybe a little more. And that is, I've seen a lot of people, Jim. I've seen a lot of great groups. That, to this day, is the greatest musical experience that I've, I've ever experienced. Uh, that guy is so amazing. Uh, and, it, and it's not just his, his technical ability. There, there was something that started happening between him and the audience, just him playing his electric guitar up there, that just, he had that whole audience. I've never experienced it in quite the same way since. But he had that whole audience connected into his guitar uh, somehow. I, don't, I know this is, my words aren't working. Uh, I not do word good. Uh, but uh, it, it, this is how many years? And it's it still. Yeah, you've seen a lot of groups. I know you. you out, of, out of all of everybody I've seen, that is, is the, the set the bar. And it's just amazing. So I'm so excited about talking about this album, keyboards and all. Uh, we're we're going to jump into 1984. Yeah, so so 1984, we're not going to interrupt it for you guys. So 1984 is kind of a keyboard lead into the album, which goes into the hit Jump. So we'll let you hear it. And, and you, know, the, you know, Van Halen has a history of guitar solos leading into their singles. Yeah. Uh, they'd never done a synthesizer solo up to this point, and that's what we're going to hear. But uh, you remember you have Eruption yes. before you really got me yeah. off their, their first album? You have that uh, intruder on Diver Down before the cover of Pretty Woman. And I also love the, and it's not lesser known, but I love the intro to Little Guitars. Oh, yeah. Y- y- f- yeah. You know. So. so what we're going to do right now is we're going to do the track 1984. It's only about a minute long. Yeah. And then that's going to go into Van Halen's most successful single to date, uh, Jump. So, Jim. Yes, uh, enjoy as the Chris Cut Robots listen to 1984 Van Halen. And Big Brother is listening. Oh, boy. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode, should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and want and travesty of a presentation. But seriously what did you expect? Now on with the show. All right. Jump! Oh, I, Jump! Yeah. There it is, Van Halen. The, the huge hit is the Crispy Coda Robots listened to 1984 by Van Halen. I remember there was a DJ company at, uh, we, we did a, a, a set dance at the Catholic Church here. Oh, yeah. And the guy was trying to make a promo for his DJ company with videos. And he must pay Jump like 60 times. No, it's like about eight times in a row just to get everybody in the audience to jump up. Oh, so it was so they could film it. Yeah, so they could oh. film like we were having a good time. And so he pimped us by oh, using nice. jump. So, but an amazing song. I, I wanted to talk about you know the song Hall and Oates song uh, Kiss on my list. You are the uh, first what I'm listening to. Well, I'm I'm leading someone. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure that you're... Do you know you, the song, Jim? I'm just making... Answer me- the question, please. I'm just making sure mentally you're here. Uh, we're doing 1984 Van Halen, and I... Yes, I, I do know... Do you it. know the song? I do know that song, Okay, yes. so Eddie Van Halen copied the synth part from that song for Jump. I don't hear it. But he he admits it, and I even told uh, Daryl Hall, 
that yeah, I straight up that's that was my inspiration for for jump. You're making this up. No, I'm not making it up. Because I can't even hear it I, in there. Hey, I didn't say he, he was good at copying it. <laughs> so it was like you're saying his bad keyboarding player made a separate song. I don't know how it happened, but that is the rumor that he <laughs> copied that song or it inspired him. Maybe maybe let's go with it inspired him to, to do, do Yeah. But your kiss is on my list. So um, as a keyboardist... And he does this little thing in the middle, this kind of classical. Yeah, the, the arpeggio. So what, yeah. what did you? What's your? What's your take on that? As far as is he, it? He's a good keyboard player. I mean, That's, very good. Wow. And and that uh, that was in. Whenever I would play this song, that that was interesting. It had an interesting little solo. So yeah. So yeah. So I mean, and then of course he. So he, I don't have any any problem with him playing keyboard. I mean, the the actual tunes itself. It was just at the time, I was afraid that. Well, if he goes full tilt boogie on this, then is he not going to play guitar anymore? Yeah. So, well, the good know. thing about the solo on Jump is you get the keyboard at the beginning, and then he follows it up with a guitar. You're like, yeah. okay, yeah, all he, all is well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I can do this, yeah. but I can also give you what you wanted to hear. I can do this. Know, the yeah. guitar. So uh, that was Jump, and the next song, uh, our third number third uh, number third our third track. Is Panama, and it was the third single. Interestingly enough, yeah, great track too. You know, uh, this is one of those songs too that it it just hits you in the face when it starts. That <clears throat> you know, uh, yeah. and, and it's got one of those classic things that David Lee Roth did that I always loved. That Sammy Hagar could I can not barely do. see the heat or the road, the breakdown when yeah. he would do something. He did it on Unchained. You know, uh, that he did it on a bunch of songs. What is that, uh? uh one of my favorite is uh, I've been uh, close to the edge. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Also that's first um, that's uh, 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 ain't talking about love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been close to. Yeah. Have you seen Junior's Grace? He, he always, <laughs> he always did those the, things. Yeah, those things. Are, those things are great, and I think that really personifies Van Halen. And he does. He takes it to the top. I think this probably Panama is his best kind of rant thing you know barely see the road from the <laughs> i don't know I, I like the line on the back of the stockings personally you know well which one was that everybody wants some oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything else you want to add about panama um well uh, the song is about a car uh it's it's the uh, panama express um the hence the title of the song it, it was a car that roth had seen in las vegas and um and when you you'll actually hear in in that bit you'll hear Eddie Van Halen revving up his Lamborghini uh, with the microphones near near the oh that pipes. makes that kind of like because in the video <laughs> in the video yeah. they kind of do uh, you know they have like a hair dryer blow and blows yeah, his it's, hair which it's not is, a hair dryer <laughs> which is kind of which is really kind of cool and the video is kind of really uh, you know live no that's that's Eddie Van Halen they they mic'd it uh, near the tailpipes. And he and he revs it up. So Lamborghini. Wow, I wondered how they got that song. I thought you know because he did a lot of things on guitar that mm -hmm. sounded like machines and stuff like that too. So it was an actual machine. This is a, his car. All right, so here it is, Panama. As the Crispy Coated Robots listen to 1984 by Van Halen. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. Panama. You know, I I could barely see the road at one point in that, in that song. He's the seat back. <laughs> She's running. Uh, I got to give it to Michael Anthony here too. Uh, that bass that, player. Yeah. That other vocal that high, that yeah. vocal that matches uh, Roth is just, 
And that was amazing too, because the you know Van Halen is is being a great playing band, but the vocals were always on it for me. Yeah, they have a very distinctive uh, harmony that uh, is unmistakable. Even in the the later years with that other guy, those two other guys, uh, <laughs> their their backing vocals are always very distinctive. So let's move on to Top Jimmy. Top Jimmy, I, you know my name is uh, James, Jimmy. and yeah. it's exciting to have a name. Top Jimmy, Jimmy in there. It was about Top Jimmy's week. No, it yeah. wasn't about me, but. Uh, do you, uh, do you know who it's about, though? Who is it about? Uh, there's a lead singer for an L.A. punk group, uh, Top Jimmy and the Rhythm Pigs. So they just took that and made a song? No, about I mean, it? it's it's a band that Roth uh, admired, and he even discussed working on an album, uh, believe it or not, a country album, uh, <laughs> with the guy uh, that never happened. Uh, and, and Top Jimmy, he actually passed away in, in 2001. Uh, but yeah, it's it's referring to that singer of that uh, very influential uh, punk group in L.A. Oh wow! So I mean, Tom Waits would sing with those guys. Oh wow! And, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, but yeah. So let's jump into the top Jimmy. top Jimmy here. It's because we cut a robots listen to 1984 Van Halen. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. And we are back. Yep. And, you know, you're the top Jimmy of this show. Thank you very you to, much. Top you know, Jimmy's wings. Yeah. It's uh, Crispy Cut Robots listening to uh, 1984 by Van Halen. This next song is one of my favorite album cuts from Van Halen because just the the everything everything here is on Van Halen 10. Drums, the guitar lick, uh, the little jam at the end, uh, and they're singing about legs. Yeah, everybody everybody has legs. Well, most everybody. No, but no, not everybody has drop dead legs. Yeah, yeah. This, and was this before uh, the ZZ Top legs? Um, There's like a whole thing of. I think it's after because bro- ZZ Top was '83. I think. Everybody was asking about. I mean, uh, talking about legs in you know. Yeah, and would this you know the basically the song he's describing a woman. So would this be would this fly today in the in the Me Too? I don't know, but I'm I'm amazed that some chicken wing place hasn't like picked this song up yet. You know, <laughs> like uh, name their even if they like, open a new place called ch- Drop Dead Legs Church. Well, no, I'm thinking like you know Church's Chicken or something. They have you know this playing in the background or and something. Drop- no, maybe they will now. If they do, at the time of this recording, that was not a thing. So you <laughs> so, heard it here first. So listen to this. This is uh, a great uh, album cut from uh, Van Halen. Uh, Drop Dead Legs as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to 1984. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. I gotta say, I'm I'm a little hungry now for, for like <laughs> drop dead chicken legs. Yeah, it's just some kind of <laughs> barbecue sauce. <laughs> I can see it working as a commercial, George. So there's drop dead legs as we listen to 1984. Up to another hit that everybody loved, the fourth and final from the single. What is it, Jim? Hot for teacher. Hot for teacher. And everybody loved the video too. I watched the video over and over again. I don't know why. I, I, Oh, I do know why. I was a young kid, <laughs> and they had Miss Science, and they had Miss Math dancing up on the stage. And uh, It was named uh, 36th Best Hard Rock Song of All Time by VH1. VH1 uh, video hits, not Van Halen. Okay, Van one. Halen won. Yeah, that, yeah, that, not the that first would, Van Halen album. Yeah, so. yeah but this is, uh, this is quite the song. This is like, it's almost like... Uh, when I first heard it as a hit and a single, it was, it was like something that you never heard on pop radio because you really have 
being musicians, you have this kind of almost just a free free form jam. Well, you know, ta- uh, you're talking about the the intro, right? Because talking about the intro, I'm talking the, about even when they go into the you know he goes, it, he goes yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah there's the first thirty seconds for our listening audience. Drum solo. You start off a song with a drum solo. I mean, <laughs> unless it's like Wipeout or something. Uh, but then another thirty seconds of of inter, uh, instrumental introduction and uh, and the song it is you know after all these years it still holds up. Still and great. The, the funny thing we were talking about little uh, Ross little breaks in the song. Mm-hmm. Basically, he took a whole song to do these little breaks where he's just kind of doing yeah. that whole. Hey, hey. See my pencil. <laughs> So he's just ad libbing on, on, on pretty much the whole song, and then you have the whole. I don't feel tardy. <laughs> so let's listen to Hot for Teacher as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to 1984. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. Like I said, it it still works. Still yeah, works it's for still me. it's still a classic. You, you were talking about the video. Do you remember who did the, or do you know who did the voice for Waldo? Uh, oh, I do know somebody famous, but I, it escapes me. Phil mind. Hartman. Oh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Did the voice for Waldo. For Waldo, yeah. And the, the little nerdy guy yeah, who ends up becoming like Pimp Daddy or, or whatever at the end of the <laughs> At the end. The end the boy, didn't they, you know, it's, they, they got some, uh, uh, some great eye candy in that, that video, especially for a, a young kid watching. I was like, okay, this is on again? Oh, we might as well watch. <laughs> Um, the next song was, I believe, the second single. Second right? single, yeah. you're right, Jim. I'll wait. I'll wait. Song uh, inspired by uh, there was an ad, a Calvin Klein ad uh, of a woman wearing men's underwear uh, that was uh, somewhat provocative. Not it didn't display anything, but just the the concept of wearing a different gender's underwear. Um, and you know who's a co-writer on the song, don't you? I just found this out recently, and it blew my mind. Michael McDonald is she credited. Came from somewhere back in long ago. From the Doobie Brothers, in case you can't recognize what Jim is doing. You know, and Jim, I've got to say, out of all the impersonations that you try to do, thank you. Your Michael McDonald is the worst. So. Thank you, George. <laughs> oh, sweet. So, Michael, Michael, settle down. Sorry. Michael, get me started. I'll wait. He said that he made more money that year as one fifth of the writer on this song than the entire Doobie Brothers album. Of, of that subsequent year. And the producer, uh, Ted Templeman, uh, did all the Doobie Brothers stuff. So he was producing. Is that the connection? Is that how? Yeah, he's producing this album. And apparently they had the song, but they couldn't finish it. So they brought in uh, Michael McDonald to help them finish writing this song. So that's how he got the credit. And initially he didn't get the credit, but they ended up giving uh, Michael yeah, McDonald the credit. I remember uh, what I discovered about that. He got credit in the UK, but not. Here in the states, originally. I would love to hear his version. Oh, wait till the sun comes down. <laughs> That'd be great, Michael. If you're listening, which you're not, uh, please put if out. He, a, if he was, after all of that, oh he, man, <laughs> that'd be great. Release all away, you know, from a magazine. Oh, see I, I saw him play one time um, a few years ago. Uh, still got it. I mean, yeah. better, much better than all of that. But that you're doing, I but, think you're just yeah. you're just hating. That's an amazing impersonation, and you're just okay. You don't really appreciate. Maybe it, it sounds good in your head. Yeah, but out so here, the rest. Let's of play us. the non-Michael. Okay, yeah, let's go. This, I, and, and real quick, 
I don't think he sings background on it. I, I no, it's, it's just a co-writing. Uh, co- co-write. Okay, because I, I, w- yeah. I would definitely notice that. You know I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. So here's- no, and he, he did stuff like with Steely Dan and others, yeah, but yeah. no, not, not on this. Here's Oh Wait from the Van Halen album in 1984. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Okay, we're back from Oh Wait. Uh, yeah. We're getting um, close to the end of the album. This one is called Girl Girl Gone Bad. There we go. Girl Gone Bad. Not Girls Gone Bad or (laughs) (laughs) Girls Gone Wild. It's Girl Gone Bad. Yeah, this Uh, was before all that. And this is just another rocker from Van Halen. Yeah, uh, Eddie Van Halen said it was written in a hotel room uh he you remember his wife uh valerie bertinelli yeah okay so she was asleep and in the middle of the night he wakes up with this idea and and he's got to put it on tape or as you know it just kind of lose it you lose it uh so to keep from waking her up he grabbed a cassette recorder and went into a closet in the hotel room and like very quietly uh plays this little part but uh and this is not going to be very quiet, though. Get ready. <laughs> this, this is going to rock you. This is not the hotel closet version. This is not the hotel version. <laughs> this no. is the girl gone bad version from 1984. Van Halen, as Chris Picotta Robots listen to 1984. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. All right, George, we're down to the end of the album. The last uh, song, Jim. And this is crazy, because when I bought the single for Jump, this was the B-side. Of yeah, yeah, true. So, so right. I, 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 this is one of the songs I heard before buying the album. <laughs> heard the most this and jump. What is it? House of Pain. House of Pain. <laughs> so this is a song actually that dates back to their early club dates back in the mid seventies, uh, before they were discovered. Uh, do you know who discovered the band? Uh, Aerosmith. Steven Tyler. No. Uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, I wanted to be Robert De Niro, but no. uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Oh, wow. Okay. Discovered uh, this. That's group. right. That's right. Uh, oh, well, thank you, Jim. Because Roth, I appreciate is, you. Roth is touring with. Okay, I got you. Uh, I got okay. you. I got you. Uh, but uh, yeah, but this goes back. This was a song that uh, I think they had back way back in the 70s uh, before they became Van, what we know as Van Halen. So. And sadly, this is the last track. Of the last album with the original Van Halen up until they did uh, their uh, other album, uh, which was uh, Moment of Truth or whatever it's called with Tattoo on it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have the information. I'll get it for you when we come back as we listen to House of Pain right here. Crispy Coda Robots listen to 1984. This should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. All right, there's House of Pain. That yeah. was uh, the uh, final uh, track. Final track, and they would not get together again until A Different Kind of Truth, which would be uh, a lot later. So I've got some trivia for you. Yes. What was Van Halen called before uh, bassist Michael Anthony joined the group? Do you know the name? Roth. No. Uh, Mammoth. Oh, good, so thing. good thing they changed the name. Michael Anthony was in a band called Snake. <laughs> which wasn't much better. Yeah, it's pretty bad too. <laughs> so I'm glad they kind of went with the two brothers' uh, last name. So you have Alex on the drums, of course, Eddie Van Halen on the guitar, and in this album, keyboards, and Diamond Dave, uh, David Lee Roth, and Michael Anthony. So, And what school are you from? Are you from the Van Halen is David Lee Roth, Van Halen is David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, uh, Van Halen, uh, which, which camp are you on? 
I can't. To me, there's only one Van Halen, and it's it's the original formation. Uh, With David Lee Roth. Nothing against the other incarnations. I'm glad that they went along. You know, after Roth left the group, they actually had that singer from um, the song uh, "I Am the Warrior." Um, oh, Patty Smythe. They want to get to Patty Smythe. Yeah, in the they group. Want, yeah, but yeah. she turned him down because she said they they party too hard. Yeah, <laughs> for, but and they ended up. You know, they they do some interesting things with Sammy Hagar, and then was it the guy from Extreme? Yeah, that was uh, one album. That's, um, uh, you know, but to me, uh, I, you know, it's all it's Diver Down. It's uh, the original Van Halen, Women and Children First. Yeah, Fair uh, Warning. Fair Warning. It's it's this album, um, and then there's like other stuff. Uh, but to me, that's not Van Halen, Van Hagar, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is Van Halen, and uh, sadly, I, I don't think we'll ever see this again. Uh, but you know, all things uh, must must pass. All right, come that's, to an end. that's George Harrison now. We'll probably yeah. use it later. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I think this is a solid album, uh, representing uh, even the the keyboard stuff aside, uh, and include. Let's say it this way: including the keyboard stuff. Uh, it's a good album, and uh, I'm glad they made it. I'm delighted that I got to see them uh, before they they broke up in yeah. this this formation. Because I've I've seen video of them when they tried to get Broth back in, yeah. and, and vocally he just didn't have the strength that he had back, back in the then. day. Yeah. Uh, this was them at their prime. It really so, was. So we hope you enjoyed the show today. 1984 is the album by Van Halen, released, of course, in 1984. And there was the whole, whole George Orwell connection that everybody was afraid, uh, you know, that it would turn into 1984 and 1984. But here we are, long time after that, and that hasn't happened. We've embraced Big Brother, actually. Yeah, <laughs> okay, all right. Do all right. you want to get on that? No, or? we're not going to get on that because okay, the right. show is over and we want to thank you and we remind you to listen to Crispy Coated Robots podcast, which you can get uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And visit the site, crispycoatedrobots.com for a back catalog of, of these shows and our podcast shows and uh, pick up merchandise if you're interested. And until next week, when we review another classic album, be kind, be well, find a way to invest yourself into other people's lives. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.